You're listening to Under a Red Glow, a photography podcast covering the wide spectrum of the art and history of photography with an emphasis on chemical, darkroom, and alternative-based processes. Be sure to visit us at www.underaredglow.com. And now your host, John Milliker Jr. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Under a Red Glow podcast. My name is John Milliker. I'm a full-time photographer who practices, teaches, and demonstrates Nearly every photographic process in history, including modern digital gear and techniques. And with me in studio is my co-host and lovely wife, Christine. She practices, demonstrates. I don't know why I keep missing that and. She practices and demonstrates many processes as well and is our entry-level process and kids class instructor. Welcome, Christine. Good evening. I try to blow through that because I, I just don't want to have to take a breath in there. Yeah, you always do. And then you always sound like you're out of breath at the end. I don't like you. <laughs> well it's true without saying that it was a busy week and or weekend what's going on i'm tired it's been a it wasn't a busy week and or weekend no. it was a tough week and or weekend yes um, to be fair i've got to be fair about nikon um I'm I'm torn. Of I I made up I made a post, I made a public post on social media, kind of explaining my displeasure with Nikon. Nikon reaches out, and all of a sudden things start happening. That's the, good. It's good for me. I'm going to tell you what they did to to try to to um, to rebuild this bridge that has been completely nuked from orbit, but. Um, it's a bad thing. Nikon reached out, and the uh, the supervisor that I was talking to, uh, I guess somebody higher up, authorized them to make me a a make me a deal that I can't refuse. <laughs> um, and no, they're not going to send out a hit for me. Well, although you know, whatever, who, who knows, right? But no, they 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 severely discounted my bill to replace the sensor. They came back and said, "Hey." We can't replace the hot filter. We we only replace the entire package. And I wrote, if somebody would have told me from day one, I would have sent it off to another company to replace the hot filter and, and not worry. Because my worry, I believe I said this last week, my worry is I've got the cleanest sensor for astrophotography out there. And I'm really scared. I'm scared that I'm going to get a sensor that may have hot pixels whatever i'm gonna give it a shot nikon not, not only discounted me once they discounted me twice i went through to approve the uh, i went through, through to approve the repair and the, the price was even lower than they quoted me so i messaged them back i said hey look fix the price to what you quoted me and and let me know and i'll go through and then they came back and said no we we discounted even more oh, that's good that's good i wish but that it hadn't gotten to the point where it needed to be that way. Oh yeah, I I I but. let them know. I made another public post saying, you know, hey, I I I, I reiterated how much I love their gear. I reiterated how much I love talking to all their people. <laughs> I mean, these people talked me off the ledge several times and then proceeded to completely drop the ball, which. Every single one that promised to follow it through and promised this and promised that, maybe they just don't have the ability to. They put it in the system, they got to take the next call. They put it in the system, they got to, so whatever. 
my problem is, and as happy as I am that I'm getting attention, and and like I said, I, I told them I love their gear, I love their people, their communication is just garbage, and you've lost several, uh, you've lost, mil- I don't know how many customers, you've lost so many customers because so many people have reached out to me saying, I left Nikon because of the service. I went to Sony, I went to this, I went to that. Had one guy tell me he had good Nikon service, and it was another person that had, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have a, a big social media following, but I feel that I have more than than your average Joe, because I've been, I've been on all these platforms for so long. But the here's the problem: if me, if I go through this, and I've got to start throwing stink on a company through my social media outlets to get something, then what chance? Does somebody that just happened to buy your product and likes putzing around with it, what chance in hell do they have in getting something done? Right. And that's just not fair. That's not fair. That's not right. That's not fair. What if I didn't have any following, didn't have any presence on social, didn't have, you know, whatever I have built? What if I didn't have that? Would they you know, still be, you know, smacking me around? I don't know. That's not the right way to do business. I went back. I, I I said, look, you guys have got to fix your communication because you know you need to treat you need to treat the the person with the entry level your your brand camera the same as the professional level your brand camera. Now, and, and I'm not in NPS. I'm not in the Nikon Professional Services because even though we qualify for some reason. The computer always spit us back. So I'm not even in the NPS service. I could have saved, you know, I could have saved, I don't know how much. But I've even reached out to them back when we couldn't get it, saying, hey, look, uh, I completely qualified, you know, and then some to be part of the NPS service. Like Canon. Canon had the CPS, and we we were members of that. And, like, nothing. Like, nobody cares. So, so the, the, the problem is, is I can understand giving working professionals a little bit of an edge over your amateur person, because these are people that this is their main camera body, or maybe this is their spare camera body, or maybe this is their second or third shooter's camera body, and they need to send it in and get it repaired right away. The, the, I can understand giving pro- working professionals a little bit of an edge, but when it comes to everything else, no. Nope, 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 nope. Every complaint is a valid complaint, and it needs to be investigated fully. Now, are there probably people out there that are that are petty and, 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 and completely a putz like myself? Yeah. You're going to have people probably complain and argue and, and, and just be unreasonable. But, you know, you, you can't treat everybody like they're unreasonable. I don't know. I don't know if that's how they were treating, you know, I, I, that's how it felt like they were treating me. But anyway, I am, um, uh, I, I have, I have authorized the repair. I will see when the camera gets back here and, uh, and I'm going to put it through its paces. Christine and I, hmm, I don't know. We may go somewhere where there is a dark sky and, uh, and just, just nuke that sensor and, and see what we get compare it to um, some of the astrophotography stuff that I had photographed before and and I will report back 
I love the gear. I don't want to leave the Nikon system because we put everything into it. If we were looking at Sony, if we went to Sony, we would have lost our butts again because we lost our butts with Canon when we when we ditched Canon when they weren't too nice to us. Not that they weren't nice to us. It's just the experience we had. I think we talked. I think we said that. Well, I think we explained that story on the pod. If we didn't explain the whole Canon story, um, just somebody let me know and and we'll go over it again. I believe it's been mentioned on a couple. Times. I think it has. But um, I'm going to give them the old, uh, I, I put my faith back in them. I want them to, to make it right. Mo- Money-wise, they've made it more than right. I didn't care about the money. I don't care about the money. I care about somebody from the higher-up team at Nikon saying, we are currently revising our communication protocols for the Nikon repair. I don't want money for me to make me happy. I want you to make your system better and your service department better. That way you can make everybody happy. And that's just how it should be. I think that's fair. I want Nikon's brand to continue to flourish and pissing off everybody else but me currently is not the way to do it. You need to make everybody happy. Everybody needs to be a superstar customer and, uh, and be treated that way. All right. I'm not going to rant about that anymore. I should have my camera this week. So, uh, oh, you're going to get going to get something next week. Either going to freak out or be completely happy. <laughs> oh. It's been such a long road. I'm 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 I try to be cautiously optimistic, but I'm I just want to slam myself in a car door right now thinking about it. it- don't stress about it anymore. <laughs> I know it's you've, it's you've not going to be helpful. Several sleepless nights due to this. So yes, I've let's lost. Let's not have any more. Yeah. All right. What are we going to talk about? Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a quick little break. What are we talking about? We're talking about PA Steam Fest. We went, we just came back two hours ago. We can't. We were we we pulled in the driveway from PA Steam Fest in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, at the beautiful Steel Stacks. And we'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk about how Tropical Storm Fred was it Tropical Storm Fred? I think it's to I H now. It, uh, I forget which name it was. Was it Harry Henry? Henry? I don't remember. Heidi Henry Harry. It was a man, man's name. That's all I remember. I think it's Henry with an I. So that, would it be Henri? Henri Cartier-Bresson? Henri? Henri? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, uh, that. Uh, Man, that really put a damper in our weekend, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how we got through that, and we and we stealth camped. <laughs> we we totally stealth camped. Uh, we'll 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 get in the nitty gritty for our after show, but we'll talk a little bit about it when we come back from this word from our sponsor. All right, Christine, PA Steam Fest. This is their second year. I believe it's their second year. Now let's talk about let's talk about PA Steam Fest. It is, um, you know, it's our first time there. Their first year was two years ago before the thing happened. So basically, I'm counting this as their really their first year back or their first year because you do it once, you go into a lockdown situation. God knows what, what you're thinking, what you're doing, what, you know, if, if you even put 
the things that you knew you need to make better into effect. So you know what? I'm going to just throw them the bone and, and give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm judging them as a first-year steampunk festival. It seemed like a first-year steampunk it, festival. It did, and we'll talk a little, about the, uh, a little bit about the goods and the bads. And uh, it was at the Steel Stacks. Those were amazing. I mean, this is... I don't know any better place to have a steampunk festival. I agree. It absolutely gorgeous backdrop. You needed tetanus just to look at it. <laughs> you need a tetanus shot just to look at it. But I mean, it was off in the distance and it was these big steel, just, just this mechanical steel. I don't even know what to explain. It's just such a, it's like somebody was drawing the cover of some industrial steampunk novel. And this is something just out of somebody's imagination. The amount of walkways and burners and and smokestacks and boilers and all this stuff. I don't know if it was ever in a, inside a building or if it was always outside. But I mean, this is the backdrop, and this thing is absolutely huge. And from what we heard, what we heard is the local casino bought the land, put an art center in there, and this is called Art Quest. Art is it Art Quest or Arts Quest? I think it's art quest. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm but sorry. I'm not sure on that. And and man, this was such a nice area. And uh, and the event, uh, I'm I'm really happy we went. It was um it was a big loss in terms of um you know preparing for an event, getting getting things ready for an event, putting the 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 money out to have chemistry ready. And uh, and paying the the fee. I don't know. I don't know how much Art Quest or Steel Stacks charges them to be there, but for a a a possibly first year or even the second year small steampunk event. I don't know. I th- I think it was a little bit on the a uh, little bit on the uh, expensive side for for something that. Not very well established, but we're, we're going to get into that. We packed. Uh, we'll do a little quick, uh, you know, prep and pack, plan, pack, prep. I can't remember our own our own darn uh, thing. Well, the first thing about this event is the majority of the vendors are outside in, in August, August. <laughs> and the people for the steampunk community typically are dressed like, you know, like we usually dress for Civil War. You know, wool and. And full-size clothing, and it's not a great idea to have a steampunk festival outside in the middle of summer, especially when there's nothing but but asphalt and concrete and and industrial buildings and industrial steel thingies. It was a bad idea, but the th- but we were really lucky because um they had an indoor area which was good because all the participants could go in and they had two very large theaters they had two floors i didn't go up to the second or third floor and i really really wanted to and i really should have but i was just done today um but you can go in it was it was refrigerated they had snacks they had food they had uh, drinks they had beer at the end of our first day we we had gotten two beers Two draft beers, and they were like $7 a piece. And they weren't even big beers, but you're at an arts place. 
you kind of expect to spend uh, you kind of expect the the food to be a little bit more on the pricey side right right i i it did not surprise me the price of things it's not as expensive as a large like football game venue or baseball game venue but yeah it was a little pricier than I would have liked it to have been. We knew that the you know we were we were been looking at the uh, we were looking at the the forecasts you know kind of coming up knowing that it doesn't look good. It was supposed to rain Saturday and Sunday all day both days, but we had already paid our vendor fee, and I already promised that um, uh, that that we would come in and and we would give a presentation, which there was a you know there was you know, we we. There was a payment for that that presentation, and I promised them I'd be there Saturday and Sunday, and I would speak in their you know one of their large theaters. And and I didn't I, I've I've never I've never kind of left an event. <clears throat> well, I've only left one event, but that's because I was lied to from the from the start to the end of the event, and uh, and I think I think all the vendors left, but that was. Seven years ago, and that was completely terrible, terribly uh, made event, and it was a civil war event, and uh, and everything that was promised to us uh, was was a, was a lie, and and they changed everything around. The spectators, uh, you know, were were kind of routed around us. So we, I mean, a a weekend event was like nothing. No, nobody even stopped by. And you weren't even near the reenactors. So yeah, the happen. reenactors were like a mile down the road. Uh, the The reenactment field was like in the middle, and um, and our our people are the reenactors. The, spec- the people coming to spectate your battle are not are not going to get a tin type. The reenactors are going to get a tin type, and they're not going to walk in in the summer all the way up to uh, to the parking area where they had a flea market. By the way, so that was kind of neat being these you know authentic and historical um, uh, uh, providers of services and goods or, or or whatever next to somebody selling you know their entire beanie baby collection for like two dollars <throat> but anyway um we we committed to going we went up and uh, and we knew it was going to be expensive i i had mixed up you know the wet plate stuff the tin type stuff because you know, I'm not going to go there and and not offer tin types if I can. So therefore, that's uh, that's an immediate several hundred dollars right there. And then we had the uh, the several hundred dollars for the uh, for the the vending area. And we got up there. We couldn't get up there Friday night because this Steel Stacks is a music venue and a very good one at that, from what I understand. <clears throat> They said you need to get there at six. Well, between six, we open at six. You can start setting up at six a.m., and then we want you to be set up by nine. Completely acceptable, completely logical. We knew. Uh, I knew I was probably going to lose my butt uh, money wise at this at this event. But um, but you know, I I didn't want to go up the night before because then we would have had to get a hotel. We had the car packed. So we couldn't really sleep in the in the converted micro camper. It was it would have been a tough thing. So so I, you know Christine she was out um, you know the, the the entire day before Friday. We loaded everything up. We we got as much sleep as we could, and then three a.m. we rolled into the into the uh, the vehicle and and drove up. It was what three like a three hour drive. 
Two Not and a half, three hours, yeah. Something. It was three it was three hours for us because you know, I I take my time. It was nighttime. We we get up there and we get there a little bit after six and the um and the Steel Stack staff or the Arts Quest staff, I don't I don't really know. I think it's I don't know who is who. But uh this this lady, I mean, she was she was kicking butt on this forklift, like moving stuff around, setting stuff up for this stuff. And then finally she comes over to us and says, Oh well, you know, they're the you know the the organizer's not here yet, but let us know, you know, who who are you and what do you have? And I explained what they were I was told. And as soon as I said that, you know, I need electricity, I need water, she says, Oh, I know exactly where you are and she and she told us where to set up. And we set up again outside <clears throat> and uh had had access to water. We filled up all our buckets, we put our ten by ten, we have a little ten by ten modern pop up. Pretty much everything else was was modern, except for of course the camera and the chemistry and everything else. But because we were on like granite, marble, brick, brick, I don't know. It was, was it a brick? combination of brick and concrete. Yeah, that almost looked like like a fancy like a marble faux marble or something. something. So of course we didn't want to use our wood tripod, which has a spike. And if we're ever inside, we don't want to use a spike tripod either. So we used our modern tripod set that up tied down we knew overnight we knew during the day we were gonna get storms it was calling for storms the entire day saturday and we uh we we tied down buckets and filled the buckets full of water on all four corners of our 10 by 10 and we got everything set up and i you know i i had to go into the theater and and do sound check with um you know with the sound booth guy shout to nick who was awesome and and get all you know get my video and my audio set up and and I told Christine, I said, okay, here's the, you know, if if, if a rainstorm just happens to break out, here's the uh, the the order of what to get under the tent. Here's what to do. You know, I made sure she was completely okay with that. We had a we had a uh, we talked about Doctor Gus last week. Doctor Gus was there, and then we were right next to a magician that was really good. I mean, you know, magic is magic, but I mean, his act was really good. And you you can sit there and you're like like you know that there's sleight of hand going on of course but I mean he was facing to the to the crowd and we were right to his left and even being at that d- distance of an angle I I could not see him palm anything he was really good at, at sleight of hand very very good I can't remember what his name was though so I'm about to look up on the I guess the vendors list and, and see if I can find him because I want to leave him a review a review. He was very good and, and he was he was very funny. We had made uh we made, we made a couple plates. We made a couple plates in the morning. We made a we made a sample plate of the steel stacks. I overexposed it by about a second and then and then used that. I don't think we had sunlight. We had sunlight in the morning when the sun was coming up. We put the side on our ten by ten. And then when it kind of got to to spectators, it was cloudy the rest of the day. It was cloudy almost the entire day, which it made it comfortable because it didn't get too hot. We weren't being pounded down on by sun, and the sun, sun did come in and out, so occasionally there was a little bit, but it wasn't unbearable. I don't remember ever taking. I don't remember making any tin types. Not not that we made a bunch, but I don't remember taking making any tin types when the sun was out. I don't think we did. No, we we had to keep some things in mind when we were packing for this event. One. We needed to be able to sleep in the back of the car and not have a hundred and one things. We'll talk. We'll talk. And, make sure we bring that up because we knew this event had a high likelihood of just not paying off. 
we weren't sure originally, but when we saw the weather reports and we saw that it, there was just some things that had us going, hmm. A, a few things. I mean, and not, not anything that the organizers did specifically, but, you know, kind of a, still a first, you know, granted second, but still kind of a first year event. Just uh, just some of the, you know, some of the, the, the ways they were deciding to do this and that, which all turned out great. Just it, it definitely had me, you know, wondering, but, but really, really, I went in thinking that the, that, you know, the thing coming back through uh, or whatever they're trying to do with that uh, or whatever we're doing with that and, and the weather I thought for sure was going to be, was going to be tough. Yeah. But so we get in there, we get in there, we put the side up, we get out of the sun because it, when the sun was there, it was, it was really hot. Thankfully cloud cover came in and it was nice and, and it was breezy. Got through it. It was a beautiful day. Got into, um, you know, at about uh, 11.30, I, I, well, first I went into the theater, and I wanted to see how big this theater was. And this theater was a huge screen and a bunch of seats, and, and they said that they said it was 200 people. I don't think that was 200 people's worth of seats. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Maybe that was the, both theaters. I don't know. I I didn't count, but I remember, like, there's a lot of seats. It was a good size. And uh, and the big screen had my presentation projected on the big screen. That's the probably the biggest screen I've ever presented in front of. And uh, and it was it was almost intimidating. It was kind of cool when I and I was giving my history of photography speech, but the PA Steam Fest being Steam Fest, uh, steampunk, but Steam S T E A M Science, Technology, ed, Engineering, Arts, and Makers. So what I did was I, I adjusted my history of photography presentation. I kind of melded it with my alternative process presentation because I was able to give the history and then kind of loop back and talk about how they how they did all the chemistry and, and you know, moving from chemistry from, from one to the next to the next, calotype, daguerre, uh, daguerreotype, wet plate, dry plate, gelatin. You know, I was able to kind of, you know, stagger back and forth between them. That That was fun. And I gave everybody a, a to-do to try this at home, not only the lumen prints, but also uh, anthotypes. And, uh, and and I had a lot of people come up afterwards, and, and they said they really liked my talk, which was great. Because, I mean, just that many people and, and the, 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 the giant screen. I mean, it was Like I said, it was kind of intimidating. It was pretty good. I, I, had, a, I had a heck of a good time. Um, Dr. Gus and the Magician, getting back to them, they, they offered to look – you know, just watch our table for a little bit while Christine helped me set up and helped me get in there and set up. I mainly wanted Christine to take some photos for me. And we put them up on social media and uh, and got through. And today, uh, today she was able to watch a little bit more of my of my presentation. But we're still talking about Saturday. Get that done. Come back out. And I just need to decompress a little bit. Got a, you know, got a soda and, and sat down. And... We had a couple plates. We were we were enjoying talking with people. Um, Doctor Gus has these little RC cars that are shaped like tea, teacups, tea kettles, and, uh, and I was kind of playing with them a little bit. And it and it was a relaxing day, but I you know I I kind of knew how much it cost us to be here, and I knew we were nowhere close. And we had fears about Sunday today. Because uh, the weather reports were getting worse and worse and worse yeah. as the day progressed yesterday. And so 
we looked at each other and we're like, should we pack everything up or just a couple things or is there a way we can make this work? And yeah, that was tough. They they offered us to stay. Uh, you know, they offered us to. Of course, people were packing up, and people were like batting down the hatches. But there were a lot of times where they were getting wind gusts, and people had stuff falling over all the time. Um, we thankfully kind of were prepared for that, so we didn't have that many problems. Plus, they kind of put us in the back corner, which I can understand for the water and the electricity. But that was that was kind of tough. If if we go again, I'm going to ask to be in, in a different spot, and then just let me go because you had other people that wanted water as well. So they walked over to us. They had gotten their water. the 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 knob nobody knew where the knob was, so they had a pair of vice grips to turn on and off the water. So we had to move the hose because people were filling stuff up, and you know. When the things was full, the water would overflow and then kind of kind of leak down this this granite tile or whatever this is, and and kind of into our area. Yeah, that was that was pretty tough, but uh, but I I think we'll change it around. But we were in the corner, which was kind of kind of good for the wind gusts because we were we were kind of protected by that that little beer that little bar outbuilding thing. Yeah. So that was but pretty good. We were around the corner from that, so not everyone could see us if they didn't look around. And thankfully, we had, and, and yeah, absolutely. I, th- I saw some people come out look and look, and you had to kind of follow the vendors around, and we were at the very end, and you needed to, you know, the last three vendors were um, uh, two ladies that were that were making wooden signs. And jewelry. And jewelry. There was a makerspace, the wooden signs, the magician, and then us. So if those things didn't kind of tickle your fancy, you never get to us. So right. yeah, it was it was a little bit tough, and we were by one of the doors, but nobody came out that door. Maybe you know, maybe the vendors were the ones that came out the door. But anyway, we're not really sure why. It could have been the weather. It could have been uh, the thing. Or or any other things, um, but the problem is is there was very 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 few spectators, and of the spectators that were there, very 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 few were dressed up. We went into town that night, and uh, and people were kind of asking. You know, we we try to chat people up. We were talking to some people, and um, they n- didn't even know. And actually, the uh, the the young man that was manning the door today that was volunteering for the theater Mm -hmm. he didn't even know this was going on he didn't even know anything about it but he just volunteered to volunteer and he's like oh wow this is really cool how come how come i don't know anything about this but people in town didn't know about it either so i'm i don't know exactly how they advertised it whatever that's your thing i'm not a marketing person i just have my marketing person yell at me all the time because i don't do what what she says but I don't know how much they advertised it. So, so is it is it lack of advertising? Is it lack of of local hype, or was it the thing and and weather? And we may never know, kind of like how many licks it takes to get to the center of a tootsie roll, or a combination of all the above, or a, or a big combination. But we had a, we had we talked to a, a few people that knew nothing about it, and they were very they were very well versed with steel stacks as a as a venue. Right. They knew about music 
Fest, Music Stacks, whatever it was called. They knew about all the stuff, but this was like, this really flew under the radar for a lot of people. And like I said, I don't know why, I don't know how, but it is what it is. We were given the opportunity and we were, and we were kind, we were looking at the forecast and it was going to start thunderstorming that night, Saturday night. And, and it may not have, and and it didn't look like it was going to stop Sunday. We decided to pack everything up. Everything was packed up. And what we did was we had the, the raised platform on the camp on the little micro camper and uh, we put the tables in there side by side and that was that was the new surface for bed. <clears throat> we put things in uh, we kept things in our sleeping area. So uh, you know I was I was hugging the cooler <laughs> while I slept. And and when I asked about because we're we're so used to events where we get to sleep there or or we can sleep in a camper because we you know when you've got a very expensive civil war tent and a lot of the things there you don't want to just leave them and and yes they had they had security they brought security on to to walk around and to make sure everybody was okay but we decided just let's just pack it up because not not were we worried about security because they even told us we can put all our things kind of under you know in this overhang where the doors were we we had asked somebody and they said yes we could but we didn't have to pack it we didn't have, want to have to pack it in a downpour of rain like we were supposed to get and we didn't want anything wet we we went to dinner we parked in town we went to dinner to uh, dinky's ice cream it was nice dinky's was- ice cream and got some uh got some got some food which was good. It was good. It's kind of like, I don't know if you got the chain Friendly's, Friendly's Ice Cream. It was like one step down from where Friendly's is like restaurant food. This was more like, you know, maybe Little League Baseball food. <laughs> but it was good. It was very good. I had a chili dog and some onion rings. I think Christine had a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was good. But what was really good was the ice cream. The ice cream was worth it. Ice cream was fantastic. They called their Jimmy's sprinkles, so I almost just left in a huff. But I remembered that we were in Pennsylvania, and people up there are weird anyway, so I got the the chocolate cone with the chocolate sprinkles instead of the chocolate Jimmy's. That's what Pennsylvanians call it, dear. Well, that don't, doesn't make them right. I never heard Jimmy's till I met you. So <laughs> to me, they've always been sprinkles. Jimmy's. Of course, I'm from Pennsylvania, so that has a large part Jeez. to do with it. That explains a lot. <laughs> uh, we went there. We, uh, you know, we kind of walked around town a little bit, and uh, and we came back. And when we had asked them if we could stay there or in our car, they said, you know, the, we're, you know, we're not a fairgrounds. You can't stay there. But there's a parking lot nearby. We uh we we went down there. We drove through the parking lot, and there was security. I mean, there were cameras everywhere, and we just didn't feel comfortable. We went back. There was an older part of the parking lot that had instead of the the high intensity lights, they had like these older. I know they weren't incandescent, but they were like older metal halide lights, and there were no security cameras for us to park. And then there was a concert going on right across the street at one of these bars. 
and it was a loud concert. We we cracked the windows. Uh, we we put as much as we could in the passenger seat. I didn't want to put anything in the driver's seat because if we got a little knock on the window by the uh, by the police, I didn't want to have to sit there and you know unpack while the police are asking more and more and more and more questions. Uh, so we we did that, and it was so hot. I got I got kind of I got kind of funny. I didn't get like claustrophobic again like I did at uh, at the wet plate jamboree, but I, I woke up and I'm like, okay, it's hot. We we had the we had the solar generator with us. We had a you know our RV 12 volt fan kind of kind of blowing on us, and um, it was hot. We had the windows cracked, but it was expected to rain really bad, so we we you know had them just cracked enough to get underneath those little those little rain guard things. And I opened the door and I got some fresh air in, but it just, and it was cool outside. It was just, I couldn't get any cool air inside. So I finally made the decision. I'm going to get up. I'm going to sit in the driver's seat. I'm going to turn the car on. I'm going to turn the AC on, get the humid. It was so humid. It was unbelievably humid. So I'm, I'm in the car. I got the headlights off. I got all the lights off. I've got the AC and the motor running and we get it cooled down in there and I saw I saw a fire truck and two police cars go by in the amount of time that I was cooling the car down. I'm like, you know what? I even though I have an email printed out saying, "Oh, there's a parking lot nearby," I you know I I wasn't going to risk it. So what we did is uh, I'm not going to say where uh, for the after show I'll say where we where we ended up. But we ended up in a place where uh, when we got there, there were some truckers sleeping, and there was another RV. So we parked. We didn't park next to the RV, but we parked like the next spot over from the RV. We moved stuff from the back to the driver's seat, and uh, and then we 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 got in. Uh, I didn't I didn't mention when we were in the other parking lot. I think I I think we had about an hour's worth of sleep about an before hour. I woke up, and it's like nope. We got in. We went to this other location. Um, in I think it was that no, was it wasn't in Allentown. It was actually in Bethlehem. And, uh, and man, I slept so well. I slept th- straight through the night. You, you got up at four and was tossing and turning. I, I slept really well for about f- five hours and then I could not stay asleep. We think she didn't have her, her, um, her air, little air pad, thermal rest air pad blowed up because I had to blow mine up more. The thermal rest, they, they're the, the self-inflating kind, but they're old. You know, they're perfectly good. I mean, I've never had to patch them or anything, but but they take a little bit of time. They're they're kind of old and slow like me, and it takes a little bit of time for them to blow up. And even when they do blow up, you want to give them a couple extra puffs just to, just to firm them up. And I'd blown it up a little bit. But well, you I blew guess... it up from zero. So it's not like you had a little bit of – like it was blown up good enough to work on. You blew it up from zero. But either way, we went through – it uh, it apparently rained bad overnight. Yeah, there was a time I woke up and looked out the window, and I swear it looked like we were on a lake. <laughs> like there was that much water out there. Wouldn't be the first time for so that. when I woke up a couple hours later and looked out, I was very glad to see it didn't still look like that. Yeah. We got up. We slept, we slept in a little bit because the thought was, okay, we're looking at the forecast. We're going to have to go and beg them to let us maybe set up a small table inside. We're not going to be able to do plates. I still want to do my obligation of uh, of speaking for the for the group. And um so we got you know we 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 slept in. 
we kind of took our time getting stuff reorganized. I mean, typically, I if we're going to sleep somewhere like that, I want to get up before the, the business opens. But the parking lot was huge, and we were all the way in the end. But the business opened at 7 a.m. I wanted to get out by them, but we we didn't. But I didn't feel so bad because there was that, that there was one trucker there that was blocking an entire row of of um, parking spots. You know how you usually have a parking spot in the front and back, front and back, like a whole row. He was blocking like both front and back for for a whole row, and the RV people were still there. So I I, I kind of didn't feel bad, but we tried to do that just to be respectful. But we we did sleep in. It was. It was kind of a late night because just having to move was was kind of was kind of tough for sure. But uh, but we slept in a little bit, reorganized the the uh, reorganized the SUV a little bit so that when we got there, we had exactly what we needed to unload and nothing nothing more, nothing that we didn't need. And uh, and we got there, and before I could even ask them, they said, "Oh, we're moving all the vendors inside." I'm like, "Great!" And then they were like. We have room on the third floor. And I said, look, <laughs> I said, can you please leave me down here? Because I only have a four foot table because I can't make photos. Now, next year, if they if they try to sweet talk me into coming back, um, maybe give a little bit of a discount on uh, on that and maybe put me inside where I can run 4,800 watt second lights and computers and printers. We'll we'll talk. But uh, I said, look, can you can you can you have me down here because I'm speaking at at noon? I usually have Christine help me at least in the beginning. And they said, "Oh yeah, just set your table up right outside the theater." So we were right outside the theater. I talked to the sound guy and he's like, "Hey, do you need the same thing?" I'm like, "Yes." And and by the way, are you in charge of the monitors above the door like the red theater and the blue theater? And I've got a photo of of the big wall of theaters and I've got a photo of the blue monitor that says, History of Photography, John Milliker, with my name spelled wrong. Damn it. Always. But here's the thing. People always spell my name that way so much that I I bought the domain and I pointed to the right one. They, it was they fixed today. It was because I asked him, I said, I said, Nick, are you in charge of those monitors? He says, yeah, why? And I said, can you fix my name? <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I'm, you know, that's, that's what, the, I guess that's what they gave him. And they gave him everything. So he, he I, I gave him a, I gave him a business card, and and it was, it was fixed by the time it, it came back up. By the time the schedule came back up, and and yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was another good talk. Lot less. It was a lot less people, but like after my talk, like a bunch of people started showing up. There were a lot of people there today. Almost none of them were. I mean, very few of them were dressed. Right. And I'm wondering how many of them were there for some of the other shows that were going on. That exactly. There were several shows that were had younger people in it. And I'm wondering how many of the visitors were there just to support right. the moms, dads, fa- family members, friends, because there was one show with uh, with all the younger with all the young girls in uh, in in, I guess, school outfits with Matilda. What was it? Yeah, it was some Mati- the story some, of Matilda. Some redoing of Matilda. And like we watched as as thirty people came in. But it was all like the the it was all the, the, the girls and their and their parents. Um and they all they all just piled into the theater. And as soon as it was over they all they all left. left. 
Well, the girls. Um, a few, a couple of them. We made a tintype for the for the one lady and her four. Um, I think it was her her, her three. It was the it was the um, it's the older lady, the the very nice older lady, right. and the I believe it was three daughters. I'm I'm not really sure. When you're dressed like steampunk, sometimes you don't know, and and that's okay. But um, it was them, and then uh, and then yeah, after they kind of came in. They were around on Saturday. They came in, but just the girls. They came in with all their their families today after about one o'clock, maybe one thirty. And and then as soon as the show was over, they all left. I don't think any of them stayed. They had a costume contest, and yeah, I just wish we would have had the amount of people yesterday that that we had today at the end of the sh- at the end of the show because I think. 95% of our, our tintypes that we made was was other vendors. And, Probably. And that's great. I mean, vendors need to help other vendors, but uh but Christine bought a you know bought a an, a, a piece for her outfit that that kind of cost more than than the entire amount of money we took in the the both days, but uh, it's something that she's been looking forward to getting anyway. But we we set up today a 4-foot table. We had Christine sign a type kits. We had you know the old uh, English tailboard camera on the table. I had my laptop going with the video that we we usually run during Key City with a with a thing on there. Sorry, you know we're not, not making plates today. Please visit us online to see where we're at. And um, and even then it was kind of weird because the the vendors were along the wall, but we were over by the theater. So I feel like a lot of people didn't didn't really see us. Um. Had a weird experience with photographers. We've talked about this before where um, whenever we're set up with our old cameras, it seems like certain types of photographers just completely, completely ghost us. They won't come over and see what we're doing. They won't come over and see what we're offering. They won't ask any questions. This uh, this girl and this guy, they're, they're sitting there, and I've got a pretty wide range of view and i'm i'm I, I like to think that i'm very aware of my of my surroundings so this guy is uh he's he looks over at me and then and then she looks over at me and he's like photographing. and then he does the whole he does the trick of like oh i'm gonna photograph you but he's really photographing me so he does this like like two maybe three times and and every time i stick my tongue out <laughs> and then like like he laughs and looks at me and 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 she laughs and I and I, I went up to him I said look if you want me to pose for you just ask me I have no problem and I figured that they'd be like yeah yeah can you do this can you no they didn't do anything they kind of chuckled like nervously and then they they never they never looked at me again which is like it's kind of weird like maybe they were very in, a lot of steampunk people are very introverted but I I was as nice as I could. And I kind of felt bad at the end because, like, he wanted to get a photo of me. But the thing is, is, you know, you want to get a photo of me, it's going to be kind of on my terms. But, yeah, he didn't have anybody pose. He was just doing candid stuff around. And and that was fine. I would have no problem with, with if, you wanted, if you wanted to sit there and say, well, I don't want your pose. I want candid of you doing something. But he was trying to photograph me, like, when I was, you know, drinking a, a, a can of soda or, or talking with somebody. But the angle was really weird. So I... I just I just don't know what to make of that. And I tried to be nice and go up to him and say, hey, look, if you want me to pose, I'll, I'll pose however you want uh, next to my camera or whatever. But, yeah, they just didn't do anything the rest of the day. And it was like, it was kind of weird. 
But yesterday we had a photographer come through that got a shot uh tintype from us. Yeah, absolutely. Is, yeah. I, uh, I almost had forgot it about that. Once or twice, but he came over and he's like, I just think this is so awesome. I need to get a photograph. And so he posed holding his modern camera in the old time photo. It was a Sony. Yeah. Sony Sony camera. And the people that were kind of weird, I'm not, I don't want to call them weird because maybe they are very introverted. Look, I've look, I've been there. I've completely been there. And if they would have come up to me and said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we're we're real shy, we're real this," I would have helped them. I would have sat there and said, "Let me help you out," and I would have walked up to people. It's like, "Hey, can we take your phone?" You know, and you know, because I've been there, I've completely been there and kind of shy, not asking people. But you're at a steampunk event or you're somewhere where there's people dressed up, they expect you to ask them to take your photo every time, and they and they want that. They they. Very rarely you're going to go to somebody and say, can I get your photo? And they're going to say no. Especially but, as much effort as some people put into right. their outfits. But they were the ones, they came through yesterday and they completely ghosted our tent. Which is weird because we're, you know, we're, we're photographers as well. Come talk to us. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Key City of, of last year, uh, last month, last week. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'll get it right. One of these, uh, one of these units of measurement. But it kind of reminded me of Key City, like like the photographers that we had problems with. They went to every every vendor except for us. the The one guy did, but he wasn't the problem. the The guy that was doing the you know doing the the flash and the had the real you know the real nice camera and then and then giving everything away for free. That was the problem guy. He never even never even stopped by and said hi. Um, allegedly, he told the organizer he would come over and talk to us and 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 apologize and didn't mean any harm, but. Uh, but the organizer just said, "Yeah, just just drop it. It's okay." But it was uh, it was kind of weird that they they went through everywhere and and when it came to to to, to visiting our our tent, it was like nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't want to call them amateurs, but it seems like it seems like the beginners love us. They want to come over. They want to soak up all the knowledge. And then you get to a point as an amateur where you think you know everything. And and everything's a competition. You don't think you can learn anything from anybody, especially some silver-stained guy over in the corner with some some creaky wooden cameras. Once you get over that hump, you get over that, once you crash, and everybody's been through this. You go up, you go up, you learn, you learn, you think you know everything, and you crash, and you realize you know nothing. Once you rebuild from that, you seem to have a, a, a you, you seem to have no problem talking to other photographers, other professionals, other beginners uh you you talk to everybody but a lot of people get stuck on that little mountain there and they don't want to learn anything more and and they they kind of never have that crash and i think that's what happens i think those are the people that don't talk to us because if you work for an organization we had the we had the local newspaper yeah was that was the photographer wasn't it yes i think so that had the tintype i think we had we had the, the couple of the reporters come over we had um, we had a couple of beginner photographers come over and talk with us, but yeah, it just seems like the people that are out there trying to get exposure by photographing at a steampunk festival or wherever it is, and and being introverted and and maybe being a little bit unsure of your talents, they 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 ghost us. And even when I went to you, I opened the door for you. Do you want me to pose for a photo? Just tell me. Come on over. Come over here, and then you do nothing. And like I said, if you would have told me, yeah, I'm I'm real shy. I don't know how to get approach people. I'm like, well, well, let me help you out. I mean, I wasn't doing anything anyway. 
And 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 last week for our friend Stephen, he plays the accordion at Key City. He's he's kind of introverted. And uh, and and I told Christine, I said, hey, go walk around with Stephen with his hat, and and get and get tips for him because he's had his hat on the floor. No one was putting, you know, not, not many people were putting money in his hat. Well, I told Christine to do that. She did that, and then and then when when I I finished something at Key City. Um, I did the same thing. I said, come on, let's go walk outside the other vendor area. So I'm walking with the hat. And I mean, didn't make a ton of money, but I mean, people started reaching out, you know, reaching in their pockets. He's like, he's like, thank you so much. And like, he, he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do, I don't really like to, I don't know how to do that. You know, try to, try to ask people for money. And, uh, and I told him, I'm like, when you go to events like this, uh, vendors, we have nothing to listen to. Come around, sit there and say, Hey, uh, you know, um, is it okay if I play in here for a little bit? Maybe, you know, maybe you guys can kick some dollars into my hat if I play in here. Maybe it'll bring more people into your vending area, and, and vendors will kick in a couple bucks. So there, there was definitely music at this event. The, yeah. My only problem with it is it was a little bit loud. Well, we were outside when we were outside. There was a stage, and they had like a like an eighties rock band. Was it? Something uh, they, was like they, an they did 80s a lot of band. It, they did a mix, but definitely eighties was a large part of it. And I don't consider that steampunk, but it was good. It was you know that was pretty good music. And then uh, a lady was singing about she, she. I can't remember any of the songs except for she sang um, uh, the the Muppets Rainbow Connection. I can't remember anything else she sang. And then they had uh, what was it the the Eternal Frontier? They were a steampunk band, and they were they were pretty good. They were pretty good. They had a very good stage show, and um, and we didn't get to see them because we were outside on Saturday. But today we saw them, and it, everything was so loud we couldn't talk to anybody. We had to wait between songs to talk to people or get like really close, and uh, and chat with them. I was up in the vendor area whenever the '80s band had played earlier. And one of the other vendors, whenever the music paused between songs, said, thank you, as loud as she could. Oh, that's not right. I mean, come on. But All the vendors were outside. You were being a guest and being allowed to come inside. Well, it was just, she was hoping that they'd get the hint that it was a little too loud. Well, then you need to say something. Here's the thing. That's that's kind of a passive-aggressive thing to do. If If you don't like the way something is going on, and maybe everybody else feels the same way. Go talk to somebody. Don't be passive aggressive and say this. And then I'm not I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus or, or or make anybody feel bad, but you get a lot more flies with what is what's the thing? You get a lot more flies with honey than something. I don't know. I don't remember the but, same, but just but talk to somebody. To Go to the organizer and say, look, I really appreciate you allowing us to be inside, especially when it's supposed to rain all day. By the way, it didn't rain a lick today. Except Not when, the end. Except when we were packing up. And it wasn't even bad. It was just sprinkles. So it didn't rain a lick today. The organizers were nice enough to say, hey, we're going to move you inside. We're going to squeeze everybody to wherever we can squeeze you. At least sit there and say, "Look, I appreciate what you've done for us and squeezed us in here, but can you know the music is really loud? I can't talk to anybody. I, you know, anybody that comes up to my thing, I can't talk to." And it wasn't a problem for me because we didn't have anybody anyway. We we had very few people, but the people that came up to us, we we were able to communicate just fine. And um, and on top of that, I mean, right between songs, we had great conversations. One person, we even walked outside. 
I am the guest throughout the entire show. I was told I was going to be outside. So I knew if it was going to rain, I might be SOL. I might be out of luck. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that, that you should have said something, say, hey, all of us up here and talk to other people because just like last week when I talked to other vendors, like, am I, am I a moron? Yes. But am I, am I off base with thinking that this is a problem or, or would you think the same way? I gauge other people's interests and then maybe go talk to somebody. But I don't know. When you kind of do stuff like that, and, and like I said, it, it kind of feels passive aggressive. It almost makes you feel like if I was the organizer and, and you didn't come to me and say, hey, it's it's can any chance you guys can turn that down because it's really loud. If you're acting like that, I'm I might turn it up, might turn it up. But I'm kind of a jerk like that. So it just was real really hard when the music was going almost every band to just communicate with other people. And Yeah, and, and it wasn't until they had this cover band and i think it was a lip sync what is a lips what is it called when not when you lip sync but when you when you instrument sync is that like a mill do they call that a milli vanilli i don't but know. the drummer was really good i'm not going to name the band the drummer was really good i'm not sure if the guitarist and the bass player were really playing the drummer was absolutely playing and then there was a kid on a keyboard on a rolling keyboard and like I'm pretty sure that I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, and and I I don't know enough about music for this. But is there a way that you can set a rolling keyboard, and you can program all the right notes? But depending on how fast you hit the keys, you can you can vary the tempo to keep up with your with your drummer because your drummer is your variable. But like there were there were these notes on the keyboard and uh and 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 this uh this young man i mean they were all young young kids i don't want to say kids young adults but this young man was just kind of hitting the same keys on the keyboard for the, all the melodies and i'm like wait a minute here not like i can't, not like it really matters or he'd stop playing and oh yeah i forgot about going. that he stopped that happened playing. a couple times yeah and i, I did point that out at the chris and i'm like did he just stop playing and and did that melody and she's like yeah and it's like and they were they were like i said the the drummer was the was the best part um the the young lady she had a she had a really good voice for certain songs and uh and and the young man on the keyboard he he was okay he he seemed to me more worried about dancing than 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 the playing. Like like Christine said, he, he would take in order to do a spin, he would take his key he would take his hands off the keyboard. So so yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not I'm not one going to sit there and say who who this was, but uh, for some reason that they, they listen, they 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 get wind of of this. Um, yeah, it's just something kind of seems weird. But but I mean, it was still in enjoyable they had a lot of audio problems like there was the like something would would happen where there was this this just bass hum and when they when they finished the song the hum would still be there it was and a couple times they turned the bass up really loud and that yeah i thankfully they the arts quest place has the theaters that we were in they do they do like shows and they had like they had some of these, they had like an old Alfred Hitchcock show starting at like 3.45. And it was like 3.40. So I knew they were they were going to be stopping soon anyway. But if if it would have kept on like that, I would have had to say something like, anyway, we could turn that bass down. Because, I mean, 
I'm sitting here with my hands on our plastic table and the table was vibrating. And this was, you know, this is completely stone floors. It's not like, you know, wood or, 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 or anything, but yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. It was bad. It hurt my ears. And look, they, like... they, they had a, you know, they had t-shirts, they had a manager, they had, you know, staff and this and that, and they were young kids getting it. And there's always a thing, fake it till you make it. And like I said, I don't know if they were faking it. I don't know what was going on, but just something just being a little detail oriented. There was something weird going on, but Hey, they're out there doing it. So you know what? Good on you. Good on you for being out there and doing it. And uh, and I, I, I hope you get I hope you you continue it. I hope you get better. I hope you continue to learn as you go. And um but uh but you need to you need to give your drummer a raise because the drummer was very good. Just keeping it keeping it uh keeping uh time, everything. The drummer was fantastic. And like I said, the young the young lady, she had a she had a very good voice for for certain songs. And even the young the young man at the keyboard, um, I can't remember what the song was that he sang, but at the end he was pretty good. Oh, it was um, is it called "Let's Go Crazy" by by Prince? Let's go crazy, Prince. Uh, yeah, let's go crazy, Prince and Revolution. He sang that, and he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good through the majority of that, but um, but yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. How we when we turn into a music podcast now <laughs> i know nothing about music so so take my take my review for exactly what it's worth which is probably nothing overall this event has a lot of potential yes the backdrop couldn't be better with the steel stacks absolutely it, i want this event to 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 last to continue to go and to prosper but the problem is it that may be without me because it, if uh, in, until you prove that your event is now um, widely attended, I can't justify spending that kind of money. Because when when we go and on a Saturday, it's just the vendors talking to each other because there's not many many attendees. That's a problem. And and I look, I said I I know that they called for rain the entire weekend. I know the thing is coming back or something so it, i understand i get it but, but the when, problem is is ideally what you need to do is you need to go to your vendors and you need to sit there and say hey um you know we apologize for the low attendance don't don't hide it under don't sweep it under a rug and pretend it didn't happen because it happened we we apologize for the low attendance we're going to give you 50 percent off your vending fees next year if you come back with us um and uh, and i think that would work the the organizers were fantastic uh, you know, dealing with the organizers, I would ask questions of uh, of a couple of the guys. Um, Chris was amazing. Ricardo was absolutely amazing. A couple people came by, and you know they they were running around so fast, I didn't get their names, but but those two were were amazing. And um, and like like I would ask a question, and they'll be like, "I'll be right back with that." I'm like, "You don't have to come right back. Just when you make your rounds, just give me you know give me the answer." It was something I didn't need to know right then and there. But uh, but they were very attentive. They they want to put on a good show. I just think something happened, and like I said, either either something in their control or something out of their control to the point where the attendance was very 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 low. And it wasn't any reason for the attendance to be low, except for maybe marketing or or those things that are out of their control, the thing and and the rain, because it was very well thought out. It was a very nice event. It was it was, it was very very nice. 
Um, and I, I hope it works out for them. I hope they continue to have this event. I would love to be back, but you either need to, like I said, you either need to kind of, kind of throw me a bone for vendors fees. Maybe let me set up inside so that I don't have to worry about, uh, all this stuff and I can sleep in my car and leave all this stuff inside or, um, or you need to prove to me that that you've had a couple events and you've and you've significantly increased your attendance, or you've you've made pre-sales and and you have the numbers to back up just an amazing amount of pre-sales. And also make sure the town knows about it because there would have been a lot more people there. I think. Well, that goes back to the marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we talked to uh, maybe what between eight and 12 people and nobody knew about it. Like, oh, that sounds like an awesome event. I would have been there if I'd known about it. Yeah, and the, and the people we talked about Saturday night that were like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. That what, what is this? And I will explain it to them. And they're like, oh, do they have it tomorrow? And I said, yeah, but you know, and I, at that time that you know, I said, the vendors were outside. A lot of the stuff, you know, was outside, but there were things inside and they're like, well, it's supposed to rain. So they didn't come because of the rain. But I mean, all these people were very interested. So, so maybe it was a marketing issue. I'm not, like I said, I'm not judging anybody. I think it's good. I think it's a cool venue. I hope it does well. And yeah, I don't know what else to really, really say. But uh, I hope they do better. I hope they, they, they work it out. A bunch of steampunk events happen where, you know, you get some enthusiasts together that want to hold a steampunk event or any event, and they have no marketing experience or they have no event experience. You obviously have event experience because the event was fantastic, but but you just need to do something to get more people there. That's all. That's yeah. all I have to say. I agree. Uh, you agree. I think that's uh, I think that's about it. I uh, I was an, an idiot and I closed my my show notes. I got to bring them back up. <laughs> anyway, uh, we want to hear from you and you connect from us. Uh, you connect with us on our Facebook group or through email at podcastunderregular.com. We want to know what you think about events. Uh, are are you going to events nowadays with uh, you know even with the thing going on? Um, what's uh, what's kind of your thing? We we run into so many people that just want to get out, and if they're uh, if if you know they they either social distance or they wear a mask or whatever they're doing, they they want to get out. So maybe maybe it's the thing, maybe it's not the thing. I don't know. Either way, let me know what you think. As always, a big thank you to everyone for continuing to join us. All the love and support we've received from people liking us on Facebook, I Can't Speak, subscribing and rating us on your podcast platform of choice. And also a big thank you to our Patreon and subscription supporters. We're starting at just a buck. You can get our shows early with our supporters only after show, all without ads. Be sure to check out our other supporter tiers as well, which are geared towards bringing you along on our darkroom projects with great rewards. All of our links can be found in our show notes and also on www.underredglow.com. And now with episode 57 down, it's been our absolute pleasure spending this time with you. Please be sure to subscribe to Under a Red Glow. And if we've earned your recommendation to other photographers of any skill level or process, we would certainly appreciate you sharing us with them. Big thank you to my co-host, Christine Milliker, and of course, everyone for listening. If you're listening on Patreon or supporter page, stay tuned for the after show where we'll give out the, the, the nitty gritty about our stealth camping adventures. Thanks for tuning in for We Look. I can't speak today. It's been a long weekend. It's been it's been a while, and my my voice is really hoarse. I don't know if, if I'm on playback. I'll probably hear if my voice is really hoarse or not. But my voice is just hurting from all the, you know the speaking, not only the the presentations both days, but just talking over the music. So, 
Let me try that again. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>